Welcome to a very special episode of the Three Now podcast. Right, Shams, Mike Cicchetti, Ben Pope. We had a very special guest on our episode today. Fortunately, we couldn't do a Twitter live stream as we mentioned in our previous episode due to some technical issues. But here on our next episode, Mr. Jared Cabral himself, JC. After all of these mentions in our previous episodes, he's finally agreed to hop on. Jared, welcome to the show. Before we even jump Appreciate in, like, it. before we even jump in at like any of these picks for Super Wildcard Weekend, is there anything you want to tell our audience? Anything? Uh, first off, just want to thank you all for the offer to come on this uh, wonderful up and coming podcast. And uh, go Niners! Simple as that. All right. Um, We'll start off with our first game. So Super Wildcard Weekend is finally here. The regular season's over. There will be six games between three days as of this recording, starting off with three, two on Saturday, three on Sunday, and then one on Monday. Let's jump into the first game. Vegas Raiders at the Cincinnati Bengals. This is the three seed against the six seed. This is going to be an interesting game. Obviously, there's a, a couple of things to consider. Obviously, how high-powered and how much momentum Cincinnati is coming into this contest. And then, obviously, going into Vegas, interim head coach. This is the first time, I believe, in over 30 years that an interim head coach has made the playoffs with Rich Bisaccia. And the Vegas Raiders coming in with a hot defense. And then, obviously, their leader in Derek Carr. I'll throw this over to Ben first. What do we think about this game, and who do you see coming out on top? Yeah, being the first one of the weekend, it doesn't leave the interest too, too far because this is two teams that we mentioned in our last episode that not a lot of us were expecting to be in the playoffs. The Raiders obviously coming into the last week in the last game, beating out the Chargers on Sunday night football to make it in an overtime. Uh, Just an amazing year from Derek Carr and that entire Raiders team with all the adversity that they kind of worked through with uh, the firing of their head coach, the dealings of the first-round wide receiver, not going to be mentioned, but stuff going on with him as well. And then you look at the Bengals, uh, Kitty goes meow. They're coming out of nowhere, very fortunate in a division that dealt with some injuries with Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, but they deserve to be here first, first place in one of the harder divisions. Not the hardest. Uh, but the one of the harder divisions in all of football. And going into this one, Bengals are pretty much favored uh, wide and understandably wide. They've got a high-powered offense. They've got arguably a top three MVP candidate in Joe Burrow uh, at the helm. Joe Mixon's been unbelievable, and they've got the dynamic trio of wide receivers, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. And then you look on the Raiders' side of things, they're coming off of this really tough hard-fought game against the Chargers. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how they bounce back from arguably one of the best games of the year. But their defense was out there for 90 snaps uh, during the entire contest and only a break from Sunday to Saturday. So it's going to be a little bit of a quick turnaround for them. Kind of with all of that in mind, I do have Cincinnati uh, as my favorite to win this one and as my pick. Uh, The Bengals are... Surprisingly, from when we talked about them prior to the Chiefs game to now, very much a big difference here from the way that we have to view them. They're very high powered in the ability to really beat out any team that they get into a shootout. If Joe Burrow in that offense is able to win the turnover game, it's really hard to see them lose any of their contests because Joe Burrow has been super efficient as of late and he hasn't been turning the ball over. And that's been leading to Cincinnati's hot stretch end off the year. Derek Carr hasn't had too many turnover troubles this year, but just with an overall stronger offense backing up Burrow, the run defense for uh, the Raiders isn't too strong, so I expect Joe Mixon to have a big game, and I don't think Derek Carr's going to be expected to do too much. Um, So just kind of with all that in mind, I think Cincinnati's an easy favorite here. It's going to be interesting to see what Burrow does. And a lot of these first-time quarterbacks to see what they do in the playoffs. But I'll take Cincinnati and uh, the Bengals to win this one. Um, I'm going to be honest. I think this is like one of the worst 4v5 matchups that we've seen in a while. I personally think the Bengals are way more talented than the Raiders. Um, 
I think one of the biggest disadvantages the Raiders have is that they don't have a set head coach. And I think that's really going to hurt them going to playoffs. The thing that they do have advantage of is experience. Derek Carr is much more of an experienced player. Not that they're very experienced into the playoffs because neither one of them are. But I don't think Derek Carr's experience is going to do enough for them. I have the Bengals by 10. Um, Bengals at home. Raiders, they're kind of a hot mess right now. Like they're a little inconsistent. Defense shows up when it wants to. Same thing with the offense. Um, I have the Bengals. Yeah, I agree with both of your points. Um, the Bengals, the only thing against them is their inexperience on both sides of the ball because almost every one of their top players are young on their rookie deals. For the Raiders, they started off the season hot. Didn't they end up go like 6-0 and to start or something? Um, and they ended the year 4-0, and I believe. But in between there, they lost a bunch of games. Um, they lost both times to the Chiefs. They got blown out, and they lost also to the Bengals. They, the Raiders are tough to read because they're a very inconsistent football team to me. So, I, I and I just really can't go against that Bengals offense at the end of the day. So I also am taking the Bengals in that game. So a clear consensus that we have the Cincinnati Bengals winning the first game. It's the three seed versus the six seed, rather the four versus the five. I'm sorry. I mentioned it was the three versus the six, but it's the four versus the five. I guess we'll jump into that one next now while we're at it. Buffalo, New England. That game takes place Saturday night. And these two teams, this is probably the most even matchup, debatably wild card game of the weekend. Both teams beat each other in the regular season. Buffalo beat New England in Foxborough. And then Mac Jones defeated the Bills with that powerful run game in Buffalo. This is probably a toss-up in my eyes. I personally have the Bills coming out of this game in Buffalo. This is Mac Jones' first playoff game. Not sure how he will perform against a strong Bills defense and an offense that's coming in at a fairly hot rate. So I personally have the Bills winning. I'll toss it over to Mike this time to start it out. Who do you got in Buffalo with Bills and Patriots? It's been a good run for the Patriots. Um, they've definitely exceeded my, uh, my expectations of how I thought they would be this year. I think it ends uh, this week for them in the first round. I am taking the Bills. The issue is Buffalo has one of the strongest defenses in the league. I believe they were ranked number one defensively this year. When the Patriots will always be pretty consistent defensively. When Mac Jones can't move the ball, the offense just can't do a thing. The offense can't do anything. And I trust Buffalo to apply that pressure on the offense. I know Belichick's going to come up with something to try to um, throw Buffalo off. But at the end of the day, I really can't go against uh, the Bills in this matchup here. JC? Look at JC getting there time. <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of past fans won't want to hear this, but I also do have the Bills. Um, my reasoning behind it is just because the Bills last year, they didn't have their fans. They knew, they know that they have a championship caliber team. Uh, the defense has been playing lights out, and I just think Josh Allen, you know, he's been there, done that. He went to the AFC Championship game last year that's gonna it's gonna get to him and I, I really think that bills are gonna come out hot and they they want to go all the way this year I think that's their goal um but the problem for the bills is it's he's playing against Bill Belichick possibly the greatest coach of all time um he's been there done that for years and years I mean besides last year he's probably been to the playoffs literally every year um a little bit different of a depth chart. He's got a guy named Mac Jones instead of Tom Brady. But Bill knows what he's doing. So, I mean, it's not a blow-away game. I could see this game going either way. I would take Bills just because of the Bills Mafia and just their their urge, like, just to get to the, the bowl. And that's why I'll, I'll take the Bills. Um, anybody know the line on this game? 
Bills are favored, I want to say, by two and a half. I think but I will Fox, bet, Fox bet is like three and a half, four and a half, actually. So they're As not a, heavily yeah, favored yeah. because they get three points just for being at home. I mean, it, it makes sense. It's Buffalo's four, four and a half point favorites. Four and a, yeah, that makes sense. Bills yeah. just get a little bit of an edge. Um, two teams in the same division. It's, it's, it's going to be a good one. But yep. I'll take the Bills. All right. Uh, a lot of reasons to go in the Bills' favor, like you guys mentioned. Uh, one that I haven't heard yet, but is one of the biggest reasons that I believe in the Bills. Devin Singletary has actually established somewhat of a run game that Buffalo has not had in previous years. He has three out of his last four games rushed for over 85 yards or more. So he's coming into the end of the season hot. Buffalo has all the reason in the world, uh, like a couple teams in this playoff bracket, that they need to make it to the Super Bowl or bust just the way that they played over the past couple of years. They were uh, one of the favorites coming into this year, coming into last year as well. And they've somewhat taken down Big Brother in New England uh, just by winning the division over them this year with Mac Jones and everything. But I'm going to be taking the Patriots here and I'm going to be taking the Patriots for a few reasons. And I, I didn't think I'd be doing this. This was kind of a last minute switch, but just thinking about it more and more, it's, it's interesting. So Josh Allen had this phenomenal game in new England uh, this past uh a couple weeks back, threw for three touchdowns, ran for one as well. So really good game. And Mac Jones, oh, finally had to throw the ball against Buffalo, was 14 for 32 at an interception as well. It was one that he kind of forced the ball, so it wasn't anything too atrocious. But I don't know. Before that big game, he's one and three against the Patriots. Bill Belichick's really at his number. I don't even count the game in Buffalo earlier in this season just because of the dramatic uh, stance with the wind and everything. But the thing about the Patriots is, and they've been able to do this the past couple of years, even with Cam under center, which shouldn't say much, they didn't have that much for record, was their efficiency to run the ball. Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson have been a lethal duo when both of them have been healthy, and Brandon Bolden has been a really good third down back, surprisingly. That efficiency, and just the fact that most of the Patriots' def- defense is going to be healthy coming into this game, Josh Allen is... Someone's been shaky since the middle part of this year at beginning of the season, uh, going up to the middle of the season. Josh Allen was like probably top three MVP candidate. And I don't honestly don't think he's in the conversation anymore just because he's had some really poor play in the second half. There's just some inconsistencies there. And I don't think that I don't think that they're as lethal as I thought they were in the beginning of the season. They've got a great offense and like you mentioned, top defense. But again, just Maybe that's to do with schedule and everything. They're missing Tredavious White, which is still something that I don't think a lot of people recognize. He's been out since the Saints game on Thanksgiving. That's a big miss there on that off or on that defense, I should say. I don't know. There's a lot of correlating things and just the fact that Bill Belichick's getting back into the postseason. He's facing a division opponent, which he usually eats up. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of reasons to be going the Bills here, but I have to go with my gut here and I'm going Patriots here against the wire. We look at the money line once again. Buffalo favored 230 on the money line, four and a half point favorites, and over under uh, is 44. So that game looking to be high scoring in Buffalo. Moving well, into. You're going to have another six degree weather type game. It's going to be really cold in Buffalo. So it's going to be a lot of running the ball and should be, honestly, should be low scoring, which well, is another you- reason why I'm thinking Patriots here. If you look at the last game, too, not only was it cold, but it was windy, too. And obviously, Bill Belichick knows how to coach in the elements, being from Foxborough, now going to Buffalo. So we'll see what we'll see what happens. Now, moving into Sunday's games, we'll start in the NFC now. So we have Philadelphia and Tampa Bay kicking off the first of Sunday's games. Philadelphia coming in as the underdogs to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I've had a wild end to their regular season, losing Chris Godwin, losing Antonio Brown to a whole can of worms that got opened up against the Jets. Um, Rob Gronkowski's just coming back. You still have Leonard Fournette on the injury reserve. What can we expect from this game between the Eagles and the Buccaneers? 
And do we think the Philadelphia Eagles have a realistic chance to take down Bruce Arians and his squad? I'll start off with Ben. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Mike. Ben, go. Okay. This this was one that I actually had to rewatch their week six matchup just to get a like good grasp on it. Because coming into this, I think like a lot of people would say just Tampa Bay. You just wonder how much they're going to win by. And interestingly, I watched that game, and this was before they really started running the ball with such efficiency that has led to their second half success in them making the playoffs. And Jalen Hurts had like a good game, but it wasn't anything like to write home about. Brady had a couple picks, but it was stuff late. So there was nothing really in the matchup that I was like really taking away from, except for one thing where Antonio Brown was kind of his safety blanket in that game. So I'm trying to think like, okay, how would the teams change? Eagles are now running one of the most run efficient offenses. They've honestly made very few mistakes, uh, not having the ball turned over that much in the second half of the game. Their biggest thing that I worry about is the ability not to pressure Tom Brady. So he's going to be working with a lot of open real estate and with the weapons that he does have available to him, which would hopefully be a Leonard Fournette. He's a game time decision right now, but he'll still have Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski's, which those were his two best options in the uh, Super Bowl run last year. So that's good to see. I'm honestly interested to say, and I'm going to say right out, hey, Tampa Bay, I don't know. I don't know how much they're going to win by. Is it going to be like a three-point game or is it going to be like a 21-point game? It honestly could go either way. I think Philly, I'm really interested to see how Philly plays this game because they're a team that everyone, I think more than the Steelers, which I think people have a right to say that not real high expectations for the Steelers to play Kansas City and we'll get into that game. But I think Philly is like, a little bit more interesting because they haven't really been able to prove themselves against many above 500 teams this year. Like Mike's mentioned it a couple times, their record against teams 500 or above is really bad. Uh, maybe like one or two wins to their name, but I don't know. I really feel like this could be a close contest, honestly, if they're able to play their game and play their game right. I think Miles Sanders is questionable for the game, but if him and Gainwell uh, and Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, if like Three of those guys are able to be out there on the field, hopefully Sanders, because he's the best running back in that group. But if they're able to be out there, I don't see any reason why this couldn't be a one score game. But I'm going to take the, the Bucks. It's kind of a simple reason for. Give me the Bucks. I've been tough on Philly all year, but props to them for making the playoffs, because I thought they were going to be. Uh, really bad fighting for the first overall pick this year and they are um, in the playoffs now I don't see them as a threat especially against how experienced the Bucks team is offensively they are dynamic with the run game with uh, Hertz and I believe um, Alexander said he is playing or it's trending that way I I just think the Buccaneers are getting their uh, defensive guys back healthy I don't I don't see this going in Philly's favor at all. I think Philly could put up a good fight. I'm not saying it'll it'll be a blowout, but I don't see a world where Philly wins this game. Yeah, I mean, I also I have the Bucks, but if you're an Eagles fan right now, I mean, you got to be happy that you caught the Bucks at this time of the season. Um, yes, it's Tom Brady, and yes, it's the playoffs where he shines at most, but. Um, Bucks, their secondary hasn't been great as of late. They've had a couple locker room issues. They're finally getting Miles Sanders back. The only thing I, that's not going well for the Eagles is the run game. Um, they tend to use Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, way too much, um, especially when Eagles secondary is not that great. In my opinion, I believe that they should work on more of the time of possession, keeping the ball out of Brady's hands. Run the ball, use Miles Sanders, even checkdowns. He's he can be used as an Alvin Kamara type player. Not that he's anywhere near that level, but he can. Um, and uh, Eagles, if he can go pick up Nick Foles right now, go do it. <laughs> a wise take there from JC, but just finishing it out here. Um, I do think Tampa Bay is going to win this game. I also do think that there is a realistic chance Philly can win this game, in my opinion. Um, ben brought up a great point that Philly's pass rush, I don't think, will get to Brady. 
both of these teams have had fantastic offensive lines, particularly Philly, that I'd like to point out. I think one of the big things that's going to allow Philly to be so efficient in this game is their ability to protect Jalen Hurts and the run game. If you're able to work a tandem with Miles Sanders, with Jordan Howard, with Boston Scott, all of these guys in the backfield, along with Justin, uh, Justin Hurts, Jalen Hurts, and giving him that time to throw the ball, I think you give yourself a chance. My biggest thing, where they do lose this game is coaching. I do think that Arians is going to outcoach Nick Sirianni by quite a bit, considering that Sirianni wasn't even expected to be a playoff coach. So just going into this game, it's going to be experience, and I think the Bucks have it here over Philly. So just looking at the prop bets um, for the game, money line, Tampa Bay's favored by 400 points. Eight and a half points spread, and the over-under is 45 and a half, with Tampa Bay obviously favored. Moving into the next game, we look over here. We will go to Steelers and Chiefs. We'll start with this one. Kansas City in Pittsburgh, in Kansas City. Steelers snuck into the playoffs miraculously. And they finally get their chance to give Big Ben his storybook ending. I put that in quotes. There are some... There are not many expectations here for Pittsburgh, so I'll give it a mic as he's looking to chomp at the bit here. The, the Colts lost against the Jags. Um, and then uh, Vegas won, and then somehow the Steelers Garden. Even Big Ben said they have no shot at winning, so let's just go out there and have fun. I don't think we have to spend a lot of time on this one because I, I think we all have the Chiefs here, but I'll let you guys talk about it if you want. Picture this. The game on the line. The Martians have the death being pointed to Earth. You have to pick one quarterback to win this game. Give me Patty Mahomes. Um, yes, I just let it up for nothing. Um, I'm taking the Chiefs. There's no doubt. Um, as much as I want Roethlisberger to win this game, I think it's going to be a coaching issue. I think the talent's there for Pittsburgh. Um, but I think Tomlin's going to be No, you don't. Going. You do not. I do, 100%. Other than the offensive line. Big Ben, the quarterback, dog. He's a playoff caliber quarterback. Current Big Ben. Yes. Oh, you look at me with such. How am I wild? wild. Any quarterback that has won two Super Bowls in their career knows what it takes to win a playoff. These were 10 plus years ago. I understand. Maybe he may not be the most physically gifted quarterback right now. He's a thick individual. Continue. That's a little. That's a little rude. Apologize. It's true. Apologize. We're not trying to say nice to Big Ben here. We're trying to sell our predictions here, and Big Ben is not going to be a good playoff quarterback this year. Yeah, let me just say, one of his throws last week was a pick into triple coverage. <laughs> triple coverage. Look at his vision, okay? He's got issues. They have no chance of winning this game. I'm sorry. Mason Rudolph might have to come in late on to the game. Who knows? <laughs> Bad way to end his career. I'm sorry, Big Ben. Sorry, Steelers fans. But Arrowhead will absolutely shit on you. All right. We'll have to cut what? that one out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, ben, do you want any words before we close this one out? No. Watch the game from like three weeks ago. It, it'll be the same thing. If, yeah, if it I, isn't, I, I would be shocked. I also, I also think it's going to be the same thing, but... Uh, there's a chance they give it a shot. I don't think it will, but I think it's just going to be a coaching issue. Um, just looking think, at the... You think it falls on coaching? Yes, 100%. Mike Tomlin may have the most, the longest streak for positive records in regular season history. But when it comes down to playoffs, Mike Tomlin only has one Super Bowl, and it was with Bill Cowher's team. Brett, it, do, you think it, Brett. do you think if they lose this week, it'll be because of coaching? Coaching and offensive line issues. Brett, you don't see Big Ben as the issue at all. <laughs> I see it as a minor issue. I don't see it as anything. That is the that is the big issue. Hence, Big Ben. 
Doug, I would rather have the Big Ben clock tower out there playing Q for me this weekend. We, we got the respect for Big Ben, but oh, absolutely. We, can't, we cannot just say that. It's not going to be the biggest problem. Are... It's not. It's not going to be the biggest problem. The only way they win is if they take it right out of Belichick's playbook when they play the Bills. He I'm not saying three that. times, three times, and Najee Harris runs all over the Chiefs. I don't see it happening, but that's the only way I, to win. I'm not saying they're winning. I'm saying if they have a shot to win, they're going to have to rely on a great offensive scheme and the defense to stay efficient on Patrick Mahomes. Not going to happen. The biggest reason why they will lose is because they out, they're out coached schematically. Hmm. If they give Big Ben a proper scheme and the offense runs officially with Najee Harris and proper throws that allow Big Ben to move the ball – Proper they, throws. Who makes those throws, Brett? Roethlisberger. And you see and have the deep you seen shots proper th- ball- Yeah, I've seen the deep shots. I have a lot of Deontay Johnson shares in fantasy, and I scream every time because every time he throws deep, it's either going to be because of broken coverage or because of the pass catcher. You've seen Chase Claypool play this year. Every pass that he catches that's more than 10 yards is a 50-50 ball. You want to know why? Because Big Ben makes it a 50-50 ball. I just, I just, I'm not saying that I think that you think the Steelers are going to win. I think it's crazy to say that Big Ben isn't the biggest issue in this game. Yes. Like, we get he's a two-time Super Bowl champion, but these were both 15-plus years ago. Big Ben is, he's he's been bad this year. He's been bad. I have my opinion, you have yours. I'm going to rest fair my enough. case here. No, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm going to rest my case here. We'll, we'll, kick the, we'll kick this next one with JC for sure, though. <laughs> Kansas, yeah, City, Pittsburgh. Kansas City favored by 800 points. 12.5 points spread favored for Kansas City. Over under set at 46. So Kansas City look like the favorites here. Moving on to our next game. We will go to the NFC again. Here we go. JC, this one's for you. Dallas, San Francisco. In Dallas, San Francisco put themselves in the playoffs with a late interception. They win. They take down the Saints to take the sixth seed, and they will play in AT&T Stadium. I think there's a realistic chance San Francisco wins here, but I'll leave it to Jared to start. What do you got, JC? Um, listen. AT&T Stadium will not be AT&T Stadium at the end of this game. There will be a huge sea of red, and we will do exactly what happened in SoFi Stadium. It will be a 49ers home game. There will be a lot of fans. 100,000 fans, by the way, expected to be in attendance. A lot of red. A lot of red is expected to be there. Uh, Just a couple of things. Um, Shanahan's always good against his former coaches, and that's why I think – He's going to have the edge on offense. Garoppolo's playing pretty good good football right now, pretty solid. Um, he makes his turnovers, but, I mean, the, the second interception, yes, it's a bad throw, but at the same time, should have been a rough on the passer. Um, we'll let that go. We're in the playoffs. Um, big matchup, I think. It's going to be Trent Williams against Micah Parsons. I think that's going to be a must-watch TV. Um it looks like Trent Williams is a full participant in yesterday's practice. Huge foul. So he should be able to go, and that's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy is questionable. He's going to be a huge player in coverage. That's Aziz Alshayer. Um, he's statistically been better than Darius Leonard this year. He's, my opinion, the most improved player on our team this year. Um Another guy to watch for, I would say, Maurice Hurst. Hasn't really played much this year, but if he can play this weekend, he's questionable. Um, just another guy to stop the run against Zeke Elliott. He's been playing well lately. Um, the only thing that I have against Dallas, their fans, I can't stand them. But besides that, they did just play against a backup Eagle team. So I think people have to like calm down a little bit. Let's let the players play for themselves on Sunday. We'll see what happens. Um, another uh, 
head scratcher is Mitch Wisniewski. He did suffer a concussion uh, in Sunday's game against the Rams. He's been playing garbage, but we do need a punter. I don't think Robbie Gould's going to be able to pin them in the 20 every time. Um, so that'll be big. And uh, Ambry Thomas, I'd like to uh, give a nice shout out to him. He he's he's not the most physical guy. He's not a huge guy. He's been asked to make some crazy coverages. He played against Jamar Chase. Didn't look too well for him in one of his first games. Um, I guess the Texans should have had a pick six. He dropped it. His coverage has been a lot better. And you know what he did? He got the interception against the Rams that took us into the playoffs. The only play in 49ers history that has made J.C. cry. Um, and, yeah. So, I mean, it's no surprise. I have the Niners winning. Um, I just think Shanahan's the, the run game. Uh, I think we have it. It's all about us getting into Dak's face um, up front and just the secondary. How are we going to match up against them? And offensive line, that's all I got. Go Niners. The in-depth analysis, exactly what, exactly what I was hoping for from JC episode. And I completely agree. I think it's completely on Dak and how that – Uh, defensive line for the Niners is able to get to them if he's able to get pressured enough where he's not able to have a good game maybe has some turnovers Niner gang Niner gang all the way man they got this game in the bag I do have the Niners because I genuinely don't think that the Cowboys will be able to establish a rush Niners have the seventh best uh, rushing rushing yards allowed against this year for defense so they've been very good Dallas is kind of middle of the pack, so I see that as an advantage for the Niners to be able, able to establish that run with Elijah Mitchell, who's been a phenomenal player this year, very underrated. Uh, but I don't – yeah, I, I really don't see much of a concern here for the Niners. They're one of the few underdogs that I think a consensus of just fans in general and people making predictions on this game are actually believing in the Niners – I don't know if JC likes to hear that, but uh, it's it's a fact, honestly, from where I've seen it. It's just up to Dak and how he's able to get the ball to CeeDee Lamb, uh, Dalton Schultz, Amari Cooper, all those weapons. Cedric Wilson's been established. Maybe the two touchdowns against the backup Eagles doesn't matter, but he's been kind of out there a little bit more than I've expected. So I guess just how those receivers for uh, Dallas are able to explode in this game, that'll be a big indication. and. Debo and Kittle over the middle will be uh, threats as always. But like you mentioned, Micah Parsons and Trent Williams, that's going to be a matchup to see. But with all that stuff in mind, I do have Niner gang. Uh, Cowboys have played a weak division all year. They're six and five against non-division opponents. And we've always said that Mike McCarthy was the weak link of the Cowboys. I guess we'll get to see against Kyle Shannon this weekend. So I have the Niners. This is going to be a fun one for sure. I think both offenses are going to explode. Um, defensively, I mean, you, I mean, you got to trust the Niners more than the Cowboys um, in this one, just due to their experience. I mean, I love the Cowboys' pass rush, but everything past that, everything past Micah Parsons. Uh, Tank Lawrence and Randy Gregory, I don't really trust. I, we know how Trevon Diggs is, and Debo is going to be a super fun matchup there. I'm still taking the Cowboys, though. I think this is going to be um, a super close one down to the wire. Um, but for some reason, I just can't shake um, the Cowboys going out in the first round with this team. So I'm taking the Cowboys in this game. I'm a Mike here. I'm also taking Dallas. Um, not that I don't trust the 49ers. I love the offense and the way it's played this year. Elijah Mitchell has been mentioned. Very underrated player. He's probably going to be the number one back next year. Um, and then the two receivers that they have besides George Kittle and Debo and 
Jawan Jennings, give him some love. He's been amazing the last three games of the season. Um, when it comes down to, I believe it's going to come down to how Dallas is efficient in the run game, utilizing Zeke, utilizing Pollard, keeping that time of possession away from San Francisco and allowing Dak Prescott to move the ball around is really is what's going to give Dallas this win. Um, I trust Kellen Moore enough to create a scheme where they can get around some of these big defensive guys like Nick Bosa, like Armstead. I see Dallas winning this game because of the way their offense is going to move. And I think their defense is going to give them enough flexibility to create that offensive firepower. So I'm going to go with Dallas. I can see San Francisco winning this game as well. Absolutely. Um, JC, I have a question for you. I have a question for you, JC. As a Niners fan, does the Cowboys receiving weapons – um, are you, how do I word this? Are you scared of the Cowboys receiving weapons against the 49ers secondary? Well, yes and no. I mean, we've played against top receivers this year. We've played against, um, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, beat the Vikings, um, played against Jamar Chase. We're asked to play against DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett twice a year. Same thing with Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, OBJ. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they have great receivers. And I think what makes the secondary even better, it comes down to the pass rush. Can we get Prescott down? Can we make him to make mistakes? That relieves a lot of pressure off of the secondary. And I have to mm-hmm. say, Mosley, Mosley's been playing lights out. Um, unfortunately, he hasn't been the healthiest this year, but when he's played, he's been nasty. I mean, he's been great. Um, Ambry Thomas, he's a rookie. The kids, he's always around the ball. Whether or not the pass is complete, I mean, it's just a matter of him playing. He, he was waiting for the moment of the interception. He got it. Um, but he's always around the ball. I think we'll, we'll come out with a bang. Um, and even our safety, I think they're going to be a big part of this game too. Jimmy Ward, Jaquiski Tar, Tar, especially in the run game, Jimmy Ward, and more in the passing game. Um, I mean, even though I'm not a fan, I, I, I still have to take them. They're just looking I at like the, that looking at the lines. Dallas favored minus 160. So tight knit matchup. Three-point spread, and the over-under is set for 51. So, Caesar Sportsbook predicting a high-scoring game between Dallas and San Francisco in the Dome. And that leaves us with our final game, fellas. The Monday night game between Arizona and the Los Angeles Rams. Division matchup between the four and the five seeds. I'll start out. Um, I have the Rams taking this one. I think this comes down to coaching at the end of the day. Um, I think Sean McVay will outcoach Cliff Kingsbury in this matchup. I do trust Kyla Murray and his ability to move the ball offensively. The run game has been really good so far this year with Chase Edmonds and James Conner. Um, you can trust some of your receivers to help Kyla Murray out in these situations, particularly Zach Ertz down the flat. And this defense has been efficient enough where they can keep themselves in games. But with that being said, I have to take the Rams. I can't pass up on Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, how efficient they've been, how strong this defense has been, particularly up front and in the secondary. I trust Jalen Ramsey to have a lockdown matchup on the outside. I trust Darius Williams to have his outside matchup locked up. To me, this is a no-brainer. I I think this is a Rams win, but who knows what can happen. I'm going ben. Rams here, too. Oh. oh, no, no, go Ben. Go ahead, Ben. Nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm going Rams in this one, too. Um, Rams were my preseason Super Bowl prediction to come out of the NFC, and they, they've been... Um, inconsistent for pretty much a whole year. Matt Stafford, he had a stretch of games where he was not great. 
I just think um, they're. I just think their weapons on both sides of the ball outmatch the Cardinals. Cardinals are getting JJ Watt back for this game. How much of an impact will he have? Will be super interesting to watch for because he hasn't played since early, early in the season. So that will definitely be something to watch for him and Chandler Jones. But I, I can't go against the Rams. I can't go against the Rams in this one. Um, where we'll 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 ride with them. JC? I think a big factor in this game is no DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, uh, A.J. Green has to be a big player in this game. Um, Kyler Murray with his legs. James Conner is going to have to be huge. Rams defense, not, not a defense you really want to play. They got Aaron Donald. They got Jalen Ramsey. And without your top receiver, you're going to struggle in the pass game. Um Trick plays could be big in this game. Um, just because Cliff Kingsbury, another weird coach, um, him and Sean McVay, they can make some weird decisions. And I think it it could come down to coaching. Um, their play selection, are they going to be run heavy? Are they going to be pass heavy? Um, and that's what I think Rams fans have to worry about with Matt Stafford. He hasn't been great as of late. Um, sucks against the Niners, which, hey, Fine by me. Um, but not even just them. Like, he's thrown some weird pick sixes. Um, so I, I can understand why Rams fans are a little nervous right now, especially playing against a divisional opponent in Arizona. Personally, I do hope that the Arizona Cardinals win. Even though the 49ers do have the Rams number, hope the Arizona Cardinals win just because they swept us. We need to get some revenge if we beat the Dallas Cowboys. Um but I think I'm going to go with the Rams. I think Sean McVay will outcoach Cliff Kingsbury. Um, too many injuries to me f- for the, the Cardinals, and I think that's what it comes down to. And I think even without the injuries, Jalen Ramsey, he he's the best. So I'll take the Rams. Uh, surprisingly, I'm going to take them by at least 14 points. So just to clarify here, so if the Rams or the Cardinals were to win, they would play Tampa Bay. And if San Francisco beats Dallas, they would go to Green Bay. So it would be a Tampa Bay and L.A. Ram Cardinal matchup, and then San Francisco would have to go to Wisconsin. So unfortunately, no divisional matchup again there. Um, But we'll see what happens. Ben. But I did just hear that Nick Foles got signed by the Eagles. So we'll see if the Bucks make it. <laughs> so I yeah. hear everything that you guys are saying. Like the defensive weapons are numerous on the Rams side. And uh, the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be out this week is going to be huge. That's probably the biggest deterrent of why I'm surprised I'm even making this pick, but I'm, I'm picking Arizona uh, on the road. Um, this is kind of like one of those games where like all week I have tried to just defer like everything except for one thing. And that's the quarterback matchup. Who would I take Matthew Stafford or Kyler Murray? If everything is built equally and, and Matthew Stafford has had, better coach probably the better o-line probably the better surrounding cast around him all year and he started out really good as an mvp candidate and has kind of been shaky the second half and still not doubting him completely but and the factor in here why i'm so believe believing in kyler so much is that he's healthy Past two years, even counting this year. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, (laughs) Kyler has not been healthy, completely healthy the past two years to end off each season. This time, fortunately, made the playoffs, even though they lost the last game against Seattle, which was a total trap game, I think. But regardless, um, Kyler, when he's healthy, is like unmatched. He is 
arguably better than Lamar Jackson and what Lamar Jackson does, which is being able to run the football and throw it effectively. I thought it was going to be like a bad decision when they initially said at the beginning of the season, oh, we're not going to run the ball with Kyler as much. Uh, We're going to try and make him throw the ball downfield more, kind of with a point that Jared made earlier about Jalen Hurts and how he should probably control that a little bit more. They actually did that with Kyler and he turned into an MVP candidate. He was thrown at like a 75% completion clip through like the first eight games, which was unbelievable. He's kind of fixed that up over the last couple of games. And with James Conner healthy, thankfully, no Hopkins. So it's going to be really big that guys like Christian Kirk, Zach Gertz, um, AJ Green come to play, James Conner and Chase Edmonds, hopefully uh, the duo finally healthy for one of the first times this year. As there's something about Kyler just having this as a prove-it game in front of national television that I see, like, I don't know. I think he's going to put on an absolute show. Maybe I'm wrong, and there's a lot of factors to say. Like, there's so much to believe in the Rams. Like, you mentioned it with Ramsey. Like, he's probably going to have a feast game if I'm wrong. Like, if I'm wrong, he's probably going to have two picks and an unbelievable game. But we'll see. Um, I don't know. This is This is another gut feeling here. I'm going to take Arizona on the road. Uh, on Monday night. Just to throw it back to the Cardinals did beat the Rams in LA this season at the beginning of the season. So the Cardinals are one and zero in SoFi stadium in 2021. So something to consider there. Um, other factors, the offensive line for Arizona has not been fantastic towards the last couple of games of the season, cost them a couple crucial matchups. So It'll be interesting to see, but definitely an interesting matchup in SoFi. Rams are favored, minus 200 on the money line. It's a four-point spread, and the over-under is set for 49.5. So three Rams and one Cardinal for this matchup. That wraps up our picks for NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Do we want to do a stand sessions? I want to do uh, Super Bowl picks. Okay. JC, you best not be picking the one I saw on Instagram <laughs> the other day. We'll let, we'll let JC start. All right. Brett, oh, just me... introduce it. Yeah. So now jumping into our final portion in this special episode of the 3 Now podcast. While we have Mr. JC here, we're going to have our Super Bowl picks. So the team that you think will go all the way and hoist it. We'll start with JC. I want to hear what JC has to say. So if this is who we think it is, there's going to be some talk. So go ahead. The matchup, JC, not just the winner. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Um, I mean, there's a little bit of bias, but I do think that the Niners can get back there. There's been improvement throughout the year. Um, Shanahan's finally calling the right plays. Jimmy's playing probably his best football of his life. Run games have been very good. Defense has been very good. I mean, it just matters how we go into the playoffs. If we can contain some of the best quarterbacks to ever play, as in Aaron Rodgers and potentially Brady, all all depending on other matchups, of course, and Dak Prescott first, we definitely can get there. And then for the AFC side, it's a little surprising. I mean, a lot of a lot of people are hating on the Italians right now, but Derrick Henry, if he comes back, he's a very hard man to stop. As good as the Chiefs are <laughs> with their very good defense right now, Mahomes is getting better. Um, I don't know. I just have that feeling Tennessee can can really make it. I mean, I think it all comes down to Mike Vrabel and Tannehill. Their defense is not bad. Um, they got AJ Brown, they got Julio, they got they got weapons on offense, and that could be the key for the AFC. So um, my projection, I'll take I'll take a little team out of the Bay Area in uh, San Francisco, and uh, take Tennessee, and that uh, will be a rematch of that Thursday night. Mike. I've been going back and forth with the AFC for a little bit now between the Chiefs and the Titans. 
as of right now, I'm just going to go with who I trust more at this point, and it's the Chiefs. The Titans, like JC mentioned, Derrick Henry is a force. All depends how he comes back, how Julio and A.J. Brown, or Julio more so, is implemented into that offense because it was kind of a slow start this whole year when Julio played. But if they come out offensively, um, defense has definitely made some improvements from past years. They can really be a force. But as of this, as of right now, I got to take the team with the expertise in the playoffs, and I'm going the Chiefs in the AFC. And Ben, for the NFC, the whole year, ben, Ben's kind of sweet talked me into this. I really don't. I really don't see any team beating the Packers. I really don't see it. I'm taking the Packers and the Chiefs. And um, give me the Packers. I, I get I get the Packers doing it. Packers Chiefs. Brett Shavs. I'm just gonna say this straight up. If San Francisco somehow manages to beat Dallas, they're gonna get mollywopped in Green Bay. Green Bay is going to the Super Bowl. I've I've been sweet talked as well. Um, sorry for the disrespect, JC, but I can't I can't go against the King Aaron. Um, so Packers for me in the NFC. Okay. When it comes to the AFC, I've been toying around with three teams. I originally said Tennessee just because of how well Mike Vrabel's been able to coach and the fact that they have Derrick Henry coming back, Julio and AJ. You have the pass rush that's been getting up there on the rise with Dupree and Simmons. But when it comes down to the end of the day, there's two teams that I trust more than Tennessee. I'm going to go with Kansas City right now. A team that I think can make it as well, and I think they have a fantastic chance still, is Buffalo. I think Buffalo still has a chance to beat Kansas City. They still have a chance to beat Tennessee, even though they've lost to both of them in the regular season. Everyone's healthy besides Stradavius White. Levi Wallace will have to be recounted on to be the lockup guy when it comes to guys like Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown. And they're going to have to rely on some of the safeties to be brought down to cover these other guys. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Teron Johnson as the other corner. I think they can do it. I want Buffalo in the Super Bowl, but I have to go with my gut here. I have Kansas City and Green Bay as my Super Bowl. Okay. All right, Ben. Uh, Bro, you want to do me a favor? Yeah. You want to tell me what the Green Bay Packers definition is on Wikipedia? Uh, winners. No, they are the team that makes the NFC championship and then they go home. Rogers is scared of the NFC championship and he's very scared of his favorite team, the San Francisco 49ers. Just letting you know, but sheesh. Oh, uh, we need JC on every week. I love this. No, no comment from the this. peanut gallery. I love this. So <laughs> how's the Broncos? Let's talk about the Broncos. <laughs> We're about to get Nathaniel Hackett, man. Oh, woohoo! Okay. Doesn't smell like a ring to me. On the golf right. course. <laughs> Allow me my moment here, because, whew, this is a good one. Oh, Lord. So, so I'm going to start off in the AFC, because NFC, you kind of know. The AFC was very tough for me. Like, almost... Until like week 12, week 13, I stayed strong. Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. And then Trey, Trey White got hurt. And I'm like, I just got to give up at this point. Um, so I kind of stayed on the Chiefs Packers bandwagon for like a few weeks. But it, all about narratives, right? I love narratives. And I love following my gut feeling. I'm taking Tennessee. You're going deep in Tennessee guts? I am going in deep in Tennessee guts. And this is surprisingly not a homer pick. It's like, I don't know if it's just the King coming back. If it's Julio Jones finally catching a touchdown after 18 weeks. I don't know how it took that long, but whatever. 
Tannehill hasn't thrown a pick in three weeks. Like, if Tennessee is able to win the turnover battle in their games, which that's a very fair thing to ask for, which will be <coughs> tough because Tannehill has the worst uh, touchdown-to-interception ratio out of all the quarterbacks that made the playoffs. But still, I hold faith that Ryan Tannehill from last year is still in there. Not from the playoffs last year, but from the regular season. And that King Henry will come and he will return with a dominance. He's got a couple weeks of practice. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. I have a lot of confidence there. Only question would be their secondary, which I don't have too much confidence in. But similar to the Niners, everything else is very, very strong, in my opinion. So I I agree. I think um, my Faith in Tennessee making it far is all contingent in how Derrick Henry returns. Yep. If he comes out and he's dominant, how how can you you know? Yeah. How, how can it's, you go against them? It's like weird to think of them as the one seat, but they are, and that extra week yeah. is going to be so helpful for him. Yeah. So I'm going to take Tennessee, and then in the NFC, I'm of course I'm not going to be taking the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to be taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Huh? Pause. Rewind. What? I'm going to be taking the Bucks. Oh, and they're my Super Bowl winner, by the way. Oh, Tampa. Tom Brady's healthy, right? And Tom Brady is playing the Eagles. And then he's going to be playing one of the NFC teams, either Kyler Murray, who first run through the playoffs, or maybe it's Jimmy Dree, his former protege, and probably not going to beat him. I don't. Tampa is dealing with a few injuries, and they're missing Godwin. That's cool. But safety blanket Leonard Fournette is returning, which is huge. He might not be back for the Eagles game, but he's going to be back for the following week. And JC just mentioned it. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is terrible. He is terrible. In the championship games. I hate saying it because I love being gaudy all about Aaron Rodgers and how talented he is. Whatever, whatever. The thing that worries me, and I I don't like saying this because it's not like it shouldn't be too super relevant. But the fact that Rodgers is like getting super political these last couple weeks talking about the MVP race and everything. Just focus on the playoffs, man. Just focus on the playoffs. And he's not doing that. You want to know who's focused on the playoffs? The guy that won the Super Bowl last year that just joined a team and was like, hey, I'm going to win the Super Bowl. I bet against Tom Brady all of the postseason last year, and I was wrong every time. Not going to make the same mistake again. Maybe I finally wrong on it, but I'm going to bet Tampa Bay to repeat a Super Bowl championship. Wow. I, I'm really not high on the Bucks like that this year. They've got the second graded uh, O line. They get, yep. they sack the quarterback. They don't allow their quarterback to get sacked. They've still got Mike Evans. They've still got Rob Gronkowski. They'll have Leonard Fournette back. He's got his three weapons, and they've right. got the defense returning. And there's a right. lot of guys on the injury report this this week. I know that uh, Shaq Barrett. Uh, Sean Murphy, Bunting, I think there are a few others. Levante um, David, I know, is coming Levante, back. yeah. So there's a lot of returning players there. Maybe a, a little bit of maybe a little bit of just viewing uh, with a – what's the term? Like viewing with like – I don't know. I don't know what the phrase is, but there's a phrase to like view it, view it like it's the past or something. The but magic whatever. ball. You would through, see it through the magic ball. Hindsight's 2020? No. no. Those, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> going to be honest with you. I don't see um, the Bucks getting past the second round. I was I was going to say they lose to Arizona, but that was like really tough for me to like say. Yeah, I think exactly. they lose like, to the Rams. No, they're no. They already lost to the Rams. If if they lost the Rams twice, I would be shocked. And I love Brady in the playoffs. It's not happening. And that's the thing. I, that's exactly the thing. Brady turns I, turns it up in the playoffs every year. So right. I I respect the heck out of Sean McVay, and I think he's 
arguably like the second or third best head coach in the league, and he's still relatively new and everything. He he's not beating Tom Brady. I I understand he's got like a plethora <coughs> of weapons, but aside from like Cup and Donald, none of the other guys are playing at like their top level. I guess Ramsey too. So there there are three guys there, but Stafford's not playing his best ball, and the offense like. I don't know. I'd still take I'd still take Brady. And it's one thing that we discredit Arians like he was top three coach of the year candidate. We don't think about him because he's got Brady, but he's still a very good coach and he's done really good jobs with that defensive group. Like, I don't know. They they've limped in the playoffs. So I think that's why a lot of people have negative like ideas with him and the injuries, too. And that's a big worry, obviously. And I'm taking a lot of ifs with it, but. At the end of the day, it's a prediction, and I'm going with something here. I think it's it surprised you guys, so I I like that. So no, I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's interesting. It'll the, be if you if you go on the same if you go on the same track and don't like adjust to what's going on around you, it's gonna inevitably be failure. So me just going with the Packers blindly, even though I believe something else. Ben, okay, Ben's Ben not having the Packers in the Super Bowl was shocking, but I think the most shocking thing from this episode was Brett in his strong faith in Big Ben. <laughs> We're gonna throw this up again. That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> yes, I do, and I'm gonna of hold all, my ground to it. It's not Big Ben. That's crazy. <laughs> you can you can make these faces all you want, but I know for a fact at the end of the day, no matter how bad the Steelers lose, it's not going to be Big Ben being the primary issue. Primary. We will we'll come back to this next week. We will come. We will revisit this next week. So we'll see. I am we'll deceased. See. <laughs> we when will it, see. When it, in my opinion, when it comes down to fundamental football. The Steelers are going to have a ridiculous problem running officially with Najee Harris, covering all these guys in Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, Travis Kelsey. You have the backfield and Daryl Williams coming back. Then you have uh, – hold on, let me finish. Mike Tomlin at the end of the day, not the best playoff coach in the world. Regular season's a different story. Playoff coach, Mike Tomlin has not been the best. Big Ben, not been great. I'll admit it. But when it comes to the playoffs, I have somewhat faith in Roethlisberger to at least give the Steelers a fighting chance. It's not me being Homer or anything. I just do. Go ahead, Ben. Brett, what, in your opinion, is able to establish a strong running game? What is the main factor in establishing a strong running game, would you say? Allowing Najee Harris to run, I'd say, probably six to seven yards per carry and allowing him to consistently move the ball downfield. If he's getting two to three yards per carry and not really moving the ball and allowing them to move the chains. Maybe, and put- maybe I need to rephrase it. What is the biggest asset into helping establish a good run game? The offensive line. I see where you're going with this. A good pass game. And a good quarterback that actually fears them. O line, O line, is very important. Trust me. But if you don't have a good quarterback under center that's able to threaten them of throwing the ball deep downfield twenty plus yards, why would you fear the run? And I agree. And to, to build on to that, this is like a tag Brett hour right now. I feel bad, but no, we're just. <laughs> The whole the problem with the Steelers they've had a lot of I I don't like outside of TJ Watt and Cam Hayward I really don't like their defense the other linebackers I don't like I do not like their secondary with 55 year old Joe Hayden um either way their O line Big Ben this whole season has been limiting their offense I'm not saying the Steelers are gonna win or lose by a close margin. Well, no, not, we're not. That's we're that's not we have that. never said that. Not saying we have that. never said saying, that. It just feels like it. We have said 
that Big Ben is going to be the biggest reason why the Steelers cannot compete with the Chiefs. You think it's because of Mike Tomlin and the O-line? Yeah. Like, the Chiefs' pass rush is okay, but it's not like them blitzing every play and the O-line so bad that they're going to let Big Ben get sacked every time. Right. That's exactly it. And to add to Ben's point on having a good quarterback, like if you, if you watch, I'll, I'll use the Packers and the Chiefs, for example, their running game is not bad. And the, the reason why they succeed is because they have a good quarterback that can throw down the field. When you have a quarterback that can throw down the field, the safeties and the linebackers will play deeper down the field, preventing the deep ball. And this is where you keep the defense honest. Can you throw the deep ball? Is it a play action? Or are you going to run the ball with a lot of space? Of course, you still need a good offensive line, but I agree with what Ben says. A quarterback is super important. Like my favorite example with that in the playoffs right now is the Cowboys. The Cowboys, or surprisingly, even though they have Dak, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, all these weapons and everything, they're run-heavy offense. You want to know why they're able to have a run-heavy offense, even though Zeke's been injured and dealing with injuries and Tony Pollard's been a lifelong backup for three years? Because they threaten the ball with CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper going deep downfield for 30-yard passes, and they've got Dak under center. Obviously, the Steelers don't have that wealth, but... Juju... Oh, yeah, he's coming back. Slant Boy. Oh, wait, that's not Slant Boy. That's MT. Slant, yeah, it's Michael Thomas. At the end of the day... Deontay Johnson, that's it. That's he's a baller, cool. though. Deontay Johnson is a baller. They have Juju. They have Claypool. James Washington, don't even get out of here. It's them three. Um, Chiefs have a better mentality. They're a better playoff team. Big Ben, I'm sorry, but you're way past your prime. There's no chance. I hate to say, I mean, yeah, every game you go in 50-50, you have to play the game. But I just, uh, as much as I want the Steelers to win, I don't, I just don't see it. I don't see it either, but we'll see what happens. That'll wrap it up for this special episode of the Three and Out podcast. Special thanks to JC for joining us on the show. Wild Card Weekend is just about here. By the time this airs, the games will just about be underway. So, signing off for now, Brett Shavs, Ben Pope, Mike Cicchetti with Jared Cabral. See you after Super Wild Card Weekend. Take care. Thanks for having me, boys.